a new professional social network. Welcome back to another Textination interview. I'm Fred Fishkin, and with me is Peter Johnston, the CEO of Hollywork. Thanks for joining us, Peter. Yeah, no, thank you, Fred, so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So tell us what Polywork is all about. Um, yeah, so Polywork, I guess the word Polywork coming from the Greek, meaning, you know, many, and then the many types of work, it's really based on the idea that people have been kind of confined to their singular job titles for the best part of, I mean, I guess all existence online as professionals and people. And Polywork is based on the idea that we should be able to express lots of the different types of work that we do, both within our nine to five and outside of our nine to five. You know, whether that's, you know, a product designer who works at Dropbox and does everything from, you know, consumer research to storyboarding to visual design during their, you know, their nine to five to maybe, you know, having a podcast outside of their nine to five or volunteering, mentoring, guest lecturing. It's just this idea that, um, the world of work is not as linear and single tracked as like it once could be. So we set out to really try to help um, people express the more multifaceted side of themselves, whether it was professional or personal, the app's kind of taken on a bit of a life of its own in the last month. But, uh, but the vision really was to help people express themselves and, you know, more, the more unique parts of what they do beyond their job title. So how did it come about? What's the story behind it? Yeah, the story behind it's a it's a long one, but I will not I'll not tell the long Irish version of the story. But um, you know, it's really my previous company, um, Kalo, was a we helped large organizations manage talent networks, and so really, you know, the HR system exists for um, you know to kind of manage the tax information, the address, but it doesn't really tell you a lot about the people you work with, like what projects do they work on, or were they any good at those projects. And so my first attempt at sort of trying to, I've been really obsessed with this idea of helping people better represent who they are. And it was really born out of this pain point that I experienced when I worked at Google back in the UK many years ago. And it's based on the idea that I wanted to, well, the, my first way of trying to solve that problem was giving these large organizations a way to organize that information beyond the simple information you would store in like an EHR system. And so, um, we did that for many years. Um, unfortunately, our fast forward, you know, we great clients, customers, Google, Airbnb would all manage their talent networks, the people, they would tag them, you know, share them amongst colleagues. The long story really short is that when coronavirus hit, our revenue came from talent payments and unemployment was not kind to the previous business. And so at the time, um, after six years in that business, we you know, just kind of spoke to our board, spoke to our investors and, you know, they, we've had a lot of experience in this future of work talent network space and we had some money left and I still wanted to be an entrepreneur, still do, uh, maybe a little crazy, but we, um, we just started looking in and diving in deeper to our data and to the speaking to people that have been using our previous products for many, many years and the relationships we'd built and, and we got really the insight that we then coined the term polywork, which was, um, you know, these freelancers that were in our systems and consultants were really our first experience of people whose identities were fractional. They weren't, they didn't really adhere to this job title system. They did different things for different businesses all at the same time. 
And so then when we started digging even deeper, we learned that actually it was the employees at Airbnb or Google or Pinterest that loved that, that way of representing themselves too because they all had a story to tell beyond their job title. And they were starting to use our profile to post their podcasts or the fact that they had started a side hustle with a friend. And so around that time, um, so kind of, I guess, someone said to me yesterday, was Polywork born under the ashes of your previous business? And I was like, it's a little grim, but possibly, <laughs> you know, um, I, think, I think it sort of was. I think we really got the insight um, from that business that, that really people do Polywork. And if that insight was correct, then the world isn't built for people who polywork. You know, it's all of these professional networks that exist are either like LinkedIn and they're focused on your job title or they focus on one part of your identity. So whether it's Behance is for just your design work, your visual design work, or Flickr is for just your photography. We sort of pose this question, well, where do you go if you're multifaceted? Um, like, are you going to really post the fact that you're mentoring and podcasting on a visual network? Probably, probably not. And so we kind of thought, well, that's a big enough gap um, for us to maybe like have a second go at it or redemption, uh, given the first time didn't work out. Well, we know how people use things like LinkedIn, which you, which you mentioned. How do you envision people using it? Or, or is it something that, that's to be used the way LinkedIn is used with, with Polywork? Yeah, great question. I think, um, you know, I think, I think, if I think personally of my own use cases of LinkedIn, and I do think it serves, it serves a phenomenal purpose in the world to an extent. I think, you know, when people are going, trying to change full-time job, they go in, they update their profile and they probably engage a recruiter or two or try to search for full-time jobs. And, but, in, but apart from that, and maybe reading the newsfeed, there's not a lot of direct collaboration with people it's kind of hard to know really like who your network is there like we just met for example and i could probably connect with you and probably endorse you for you know baking cupcakes i don't know if you're a good chef i'm sure you are and so just that 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 information and some of the issues with that information make it really hard to genuinely know who you can connect with or who you're one degree of separation away with exactly so I think, I think LinkedIn serves as a good database of people to look up the basic information on them. I think it, but it's really hard to express yourself beyond the title and really connect with people. And the way people have been using poly, like polywork really has two different main functions. The first one is rather than that focus on the schools you went to and the job titles you've held, which we have, we think are just really false signals of potential. Like they're the false proxies of potential. I, I didn't, you definitely don't know the school I went to in Belfast, you know, and I think I'm doing okay and would like to do more stuff. And so we really set those aside and we focused on letting people share a timeline of the different things they've actually done. So that's the first thing I think people have resonated with in our first month in the wild. So rather than me saying, for example, you know, I'm a product designer at Dropbox. I would say, well, here's actually the things that I did at Dropbox. And we give people a more a way to share a more intimate view into what they thought about how they approached this problem or how they designed that iOS app or, you know, how they launched that marketing campaign. And so that's the first piece. I think people are sharing more fractional updates on what they've actually done before. Um, and one of the key things I think to that is, I'm not sure if you've seen any of the comments on Twitter, but 
there was a couple of campaigns started by some early adopters um, two weeks ago and last week as well, where they'd created, we let you create badges to represent the different aspects of who you are and your life. And I think that maybe it's a combination of our branding. Um, like our branding is these 3D characters and it's very playful and colorful, but um, you know, people started, um, people created the imposter syndrome badge, like as one great example, someone created the failure badge. And I think, one of the reasons they're being more honest and intimate about expressing themselves is a, I think we're not corporate. We're not like dark blue and white and, you know, very like stuffy and corporate. And the other is we actually just made a conscious decision to not introduce what we call systems of stress into the product. So there aren't any likes or reactions on the platform. Like it's not a popular, Polywork is not a popularity contest. And the reason we did that is well, one, the world's anxious enough as it is, um, you know, and that we wanted to kind of try to create a slightly healthier space so that when the next time someone wants to come express what's important to them, now that we've built a way that they can do that, like beyond their job title, they wouldn't feel judged if they wanted to post like what was important to them. Cause it's all relative, right? Like, you know, some big projects to some people might not be important to others, but smaller little things or works in progress or failures or talking about imposter syndrome in the tech industry are important to some people. And we just had this insight from our previous business that the second you introduce those like buttons and those kinds, people are less willing to express themselves. And so I, I, I have seen people use it in the last month just to really tell these like uniquely human stories, which I'm super excited about. Like we have like, um, the dog parent badge is one of the most popular ones. Coffee lover, imposter syndrome, failure, AD, like, you know, amazing guy, Rich, I got to meet a couple of weeks ago. Um, an engineer said, you know, he created the ADHD badge. He said, this is like actually going to help people and like our self-esteem because we are going to be able to track more like what we're actually doing in a timeline um, rather than having it like, oh, I'm rich and I'm just this engineer that you know nothing else about online. Um, and so I think that'll be like the core use case is just really like a slightly safer judgment-free environment to like express the different things that are important to you, um, whether they're professional or not. I think that's the biggest thing that's took us by surprise in the last month has been, um, you know, as of last Sunday, 53% of posts are what we would categorize traditionally as social, you know? Um, and I, I even caught myself posting like that I was dog dadding at the weekend. I posted a picture of like, walking Lenny in the Lower East Side, you know, um, or seeing, you know, the, the head of typography at Adobe, love his profile, Tim Brown. He, um, he was posting that he just started homeschooling his daughters. And then like one update later, it's like, oh, I launched Adobe Illustrator on iPad. <laughs> I was like, it was kind of weird to see those, like that incredible like, differentiated content, which I don't think you can see online anywhere at the moment. Now, is it designed for professional contacts that you need maybe in the hire people or is it just more of a, a real social kind of atmosphere? Yeah. We, so in terms of connecting with people and hiring, I mean, so there's definitely benefits of just for people that want to hire, whether it's for full-time or just like a side project, I think just being able to see, I mean, that's really part of the bigger vision, which we can get into later, but is that if you can see different things that people have done, you know more instantly that they could be a match to team up with you. You don't have to, you know, decipher the job title. Well, what did Fred actually do in this job? Or what did Peter actually do? Or how did he think at his time, you know, when he was a designer? And, but I think on, on particularly on collaborating and connecting, that's really like the second part of the product. And 
we made a conscious decision. I'm sure you've used the connection button on LinkedIn. You send connections. I have a lot of connections, you know, 6,000. I might know six of those people. Um, and I'm not really sure of the purpose it serves yet, other than like a number counter again, which we didn't put any number counters on our platform. And um, what we did was those, so let's say you set up a profile on Polywork. You can say, uh, I'm Fred. Here's my badges. Here's the different parts of my life. I'm a founder, podcaster, radio speaker for 20 years, um, 30 years, 30. A lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah sorry. I couldn't remember you said 20 or 30, 30 years, um, a lot of time. Um, you know, and then you can share the things you, you've done during that time. But the next part is really just um, telling the app, okay, I'm Fred, and here's the things I would like to be contacted for. And this is the collaboration part. This is the finding people part. So you could say, I'm open to um, having people guest speak on my podcast. I'm up for guest lecturing at Princeton. I'm up for uh, angel investing, you know, mentoring, like whatever it might be, kind of all of these little fractional types of work that LinkedIn kind of forgot about that people really do every day. And then you, it's kind of like a traffic light system. You can say, you can contact me for these things. Now. And so um, it's kind of like you come in, you set up your page, you share what you're up to, you see what everyone else is doing. But then it's just a much cleaner, high signal environment that where people can actually like, oh, I didn't like it's kind of crazy. I mean, he obviously invested in us, but, you know, the founder of Visco, um, the popular kind of image app um, and creative community, you know, he's open right now on our app to being contacted to like test new products, which is kind of cool. Like before, I think for someone trying to like find someone to test their product, it would have been a bunch of random messages sent out on LinkedIn or Twitter or maybe DMing people. And it just would have been this really hard, difficult, long process because you don't actually, there's no way to signal to people, I want you to contact me for this stuff. And LinkedIn and other networks kind of created this culture of, I'm going to connect with you and spam you anyway, just in case you might want to buy software from me or just in case, you know, the usual messages we kind of get on those platforms. We kind of wanted a way to just allow people to connect with people if they want to be contacted. So you can literally in Polywork like turn off the contact button if things, if you get too many requests or you just decide, hey, I'm busy, you know, I'm doing Polywork, I have enough stuff to do. I don't want to do anything right now. Um, so we're excited. I mean, mostly the people are using the app right now for building their, their pages out and their websites and expressing who they are, um, following others. But um, we're starting to see an uptick. I think there's something like 100, 100 collaboration requests are sent per day at the moment, which is quite low. Um, but um, I think as, the more, as, more, as we open it up more and people get more established on the app, I think they'll start to see the benefit of kind of having like slightly more control over who contacts you in the world. Well, you've got some, some pretty big name backers getting involved with the, with the company here. Tell us what the business model is. Yeah, we are very lucky to have a lot of the original social network founders as investors. I, I, it was kind of a design. I have not done a consumer company before and my last one was, was B2B. And so I, a, I get to learn from them, you know, and kind of like borrow some cheat codes if, they, if there's any like big mistakes that they um, made or would things they'd like to do differently when they're building, if they were to build a social network again. Um, in terms of the business model, so I guess there's two really quick things. Um, the first is we're never going to monetize anything that introduces friction to, like the whole idea of the platform is that by telling your story in a more open way, you can connect to more opportunity. For example, just knowing and seeing what you've done before would allow me to be like, oh my goodness, Fred could be a great fit for like this project we're thinking about full-time or other. And so 
there's a lot of networks that by design, they monetize friction, which is the introduce middle persons like recruiters on the platform that have to facilitate the connection between one human to another. Or you have marketplaces that introduce like a 15% fee on connecting people to do work together. And we will never do that. Um, I know that sounds a little like light and aspirational right now. I just, I think we're gonna try to do things a little differently. Like we are with the lack of like buttons on the platform. And so I say that all to say, um, we are gonna monetize. Um, the pro product will be free forever for everyone, but there are two premium versions of the product coming up. One is at the moment, everyone has like a pretty default timeline and their websites look kind of similar. They got a background image, they got a header and they've got this timeline. We're gonna let people purchase templates to really customize that. I mean, that's one thing that we had to balance is the uniformity in terms of helping people understand the path other professionals have taken, but also at the same time, allowing them a way to express their uniqueness. Like they wanna change the colors, the font type, you know, the layout. So, you know, we have a timeline today, we all have a Pinterest style grid view in a couple of weeks time. And so the first premium version will be um, templates. And then ultimately what we're really building is, um, is a search engine, it's a time machine, a way to find people really, really quickly. Um, and I think around that there will be ways, whether it's down the line, if people, you know, a mom and pop shop wants to advertise their services or a person wants is really trying to get out on the speaker circuit within like the construction industry and they want to make sure they're seen. I think we will work on ways to help make sure that people can promote themselves within the network as best as possible. Um, but yeah, early days on that. I think right now is like mainly just let's get some users in and make sure that our the amount of bugs they're reporting is kind of like comes down over the next month. Um, but we definitely, obviously, when we met those investors, had to talk a lot about how will you monetize? And so those are two, two of the things we talked them through. So a network like this really only works when you have masses of people. I don't know what the magic numbers are. Right now, there, there seems to be a, a gate there. You have a waiting list for people to join. So tell us how this opens up and, and what people should know who might be watching or listening to this and, and are interested. Yeah, people don't like the wait list. That is for sure. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it, wait lists get a really bad rep because um, I think they come across as they're, it's an app trying to create exclusivity or demand or sort of like the nightclub thing, you know, like, I mean, I haven't been to nightclub in 10 years, but you know what I mean? Like, the, oh, there's a lot of people trying to get in here. We should get into. I mean, the reality is until last week, we were nine people. <laughs> and so we, you know, we had 55 users helping us test over the last six months. And then we launched and, you know, now we're at two and a half thousand users. And that might not seem like a lot of users, but for a nine person team, that's trying to deal with support tickets and, you know, 30% of the domains that people are trying to connect to their profiles aren't connecting. Um, it was really just designed to make sure we don't fall over. Um, like we probably get about a hundred tickets a day submitted by users right now asking, cause it's, it's, it's just a very early app. I mean, it's only one year old. And so that, I think we were very fortunate. We had two more people join uh, this week, which is exciting. And so and the more we kind of hire customer support people, we hired another product manager, we were gradually letting, I think it's something along the lines of like letting like 600 people in every couple of weeks. Um, it's like 300 per week, like on a Monday, we kind of just like invite them into the platform. And just, I would imagine that will continue for at least another two months. And 
and then we'll start to open it up more and more and more. It's really just so we can iron out the bugs so that people don't have a terrible experience. Um, and just balancing like that we'd love to get everyone in tomorrow with we don't want it to fall over. And I'd like I'd like my team, you know, to finish somewhere close to 6 p.m. Uh, without having to like run into the evenings and uh, just to like make sure everyone's getting on the app. Is this is this for everyone? This this uh, is is Polywork designed for like like a like a Facebook that everybody's going to want to be in on this? I'd love it to be one day. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the idea of Polywork, the, the the verb, the trend, like to do Polywork, I think is pretty universal. Like you talking before the the interview about you know podcasting and speaker series and you know. Um, or someone, you know, like Kevin Durant, you know, Nets player, NBA player, but also like an investor and philanthropist. And I think the idea of pe people being able to have like a second, third, fourth life as a professional in person, I think is appealing. I think is sort of universal, like whether they're famous or not. Um, and that being said, we've, we started very heavily in tech just because that was our network. I mean, like the first set of people that got the app were our friends and we've, I've worked in, most of my friend group is either in, um, in the tech space or in music, actually. Uh, my best friend lives in Atlanta. And so early on, we ended up in music pretty early just because he sent the invites to some friends, they sent the invites to some friends and we ended up in tech too. But, um, but the platform's definitely being built in a way that, you know, whether someone comes in from the architecture industry you know, oiling industry, uh, you know, someone that owns a yogurt shop. I mean, you can create their own badges that represent who you are. We tried to make it as flexible as possible for that. Like there's no industries, you know, you don't have to like, when you when you sign up on traditional professional networks, you have to be like, well, what industry? I mean, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know who created those industries, but just create the badges that represent you. And then, you know, it's kind of cool to see actually some investors obviously ended up on the product because we raised some investment and, you know, actually seeing some people that are in Atlanta um, in the music industry using it and creating like the artist manager badge or the A&R badge. And then they also have like the sneakerhead badge and then seeing the sneakerhead badge then adopted by like venture capitalists in Silicon Valley. I thought there was this like nice kind of just like immediate horizontal kind of like commonality um, in worlds that may not traditionally have clashed as much or have mel as melded, melded as much. Um, so yeah, we're gonna roll it out vertical by vertical. And I hope it's for everyone. I just, I know Polywork the trend is definitely big in people that work in tech and media as well. You know, like hosting podcasts and speaking, interviewing, being on, appearing on TV. Um, it's gonna be cool to see like the different Polywork stories come out. I think um, like everyone kind of has that like side project they're working on that they want to tell that story. So hopefully- And, and, and many, that. many interests beyond what they're doing to try to earn a living yeah oh yeah 100 yeah i'm wanting to do more right i think like that's the big reason why we're we've become popular in the last month is that everyone just sat at home for a year you know kind of wondering like what am i going to do when i get out of this you know like we had a lot more time to think about um who we are or what we want to do and whether that will be different to what we're doing right now today or during coronavirus and so i think that's what you're seeing too is like people excited about the possibility of wait a second what if I could what if I could just guest lecture on a Friday somewhere on like a topic or what if I could I mean I like for as busy as we were with the company my favorite one of my favorite things during the pandemic was I just needed variety so I started actually a, a previous colleague of mine an engineer from Poland Tomek that worked at my company um, for four years um, 
reached back out because he started his own business. I, I love seeing that. And I just, I meet with him now every other Monday just to like, and it's just, it's on, it's on, it helps him. He loves it, but it's also really selfish. It helps me too. It's like variety. I get to like give him some of my cheat codes and be like, nope, I messed that up completely. Like you can do it, like avoid that pitfall, you know, don't do this. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully he will. Yeah. I mean, I, I love doing that. Right. It's the first time I've ever tried to pick up. I wouldn't, I like wouldn't even have the confidence to call it mentoring, but I would just call it like, I have a chat with him every other Monday. Um, and you know, it's fun. So I think that that's what, I think people will want more variety coming out of coronavirus. I certainly do. Like I want to do, I want to try different stuff and that it's very hard to know how to do that right now in the world with LinkedIn being so like full-time single or track focused. Like let's keep you in the same job for 15 years. Have you promoted all the way through? I'm trying to knock down the career ladder and tell people that it could be like vertical or it could be horizontal, not, not vertical. Well, terrific stuff. Uh, once again, it's uh, polywork, P-O-L-Y work. Polywork.com is, is the website. Peter Johnston, thank you so much for taking the time with us. Yeah, no, thank you. It was a pleasure. I'm glad we, uh, hope I didn't geek out too much, but yeah, no, excited. It was, yeah, um, such a pleasure to be invited. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio, and that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC Skywave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.